This is the Getsy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. Hi everybody. We have a really fun, not fun episode. I don't, I don't know. Is it fun? Talking about like thyroid stuff, fun. We're going to make it fun. I don't know if we are. We're going to have a thyroid party. People have wanted us to talk about thyroids forever. And I don't know why it's taken us so long to do this. Well, it's it's a little bit more specific than we tend to get on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we're kind of, we're headed into that phase of the podcast, to be honest, where we've covered a lot of general things and... Mm. We may be getting a little bit more specific a little bit more often going forward. We'll see. All right. We'll see what happens. All right. So let's get into it. Let's talk about thyroids, you guys, because one in three women suffer with a thyroid disorder. That's a lot. And and by the way, the thyroid is so complicated. It's so complicated. we, We want you to know that before we start, because by the end of this, you might feel like your head is just swimming right. with information. Right. There's just so much that goes into thyroid function, mm-hmm. so many things it interacts with right. throughout the body, and it's impossible to simplify it, Right. even though that seems to be the way society approaches it too yeah. often. We'll you know talk about that. You know what's really interesting is the thyroid is so important. And I've taken like anatomy and physiology like multiple times and it really didn't hit me until I was like 27 with Graves disease. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is the thyroid? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like what, what is this organ that is really like thin and squishy on your throat and you don't even recognize that it's there, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, so for a lot of you guys that follow us, um, I have mentioned in the past that I was diagnosed with Graves disease after I had my son Tennyson. Yep. It was a year afterwards and um, it was, it was rough. And so I think let's talk about that a little bit and my experience and then let's go into like yeah. what I did. Cause everyone asks like, what's your story and what did you do? Right. So, before we do that though, yeah. I, I want to mention now before it's too late mm-hmm. that we went down a rabbit hole in preparing for this and we ended up gathering so much information that we decided to put it all together into a nice oh, yeah. digestible format for people. Okay. Tristan needs 100% of the, the, the credit here because Whatever. he put it together. So well, thank you, babe. I, I slept that night. <laughs> I, was, I remember you coming to bed at like two in the morning and I woke up and I'm like, what are you doing? Is it morning time already? So it, it was all Tristan, you guys. So it doesn't matter. It's it's from Getsy Health. But uh, the important thing on this is that it's, it's going to be free. We'll tell you how to get it at the end here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to say something about it now because we might forget at the end. Okay. <laughs> good, good, and now good, you good. know it's coming. So you have to watch all the way to the end or listen or exactly. whatever you do with podcasts. Do we even have a link for it? Um, we do. Oh, if you okay. go to com slash thyroid. There you go. All right. So go check that out or wait until the end and then go check it out. But let's, let's, okay, let's get into the story because the story right. is very important. I, I don't know how much detail I should come on with this. Um, okay. So about eight, nine months after having Tennyson, my son, I just wasn't feeling good. I was really anxious. And I was like, this is what it must feel like to be a tired, wired mom. And that anxiety kind of turned into me sleeping like one to two hours a night. And I would sew all night long. Do you remember that? 
I bought like I three sewing machines. Can't forget that. I, I became really manic and we I have, didn't realize. Well, we, yeah, no, I we, just we gave it have, away. We, I gave it away this week. It was like 20 boxes of fabric. Thousands of dollars of fabric. It was oh a lot. Oh my gosh. I know I shouldn't But it was, a, it was a business investment, guys. Well, <laughs> so don't no, worry about it. It was, it was a manic project. That, <laughs> like crazy. I, I, I was crazy. I was literally crazy. I Looking back, I'm like, I don't even recognize myself. And that time in my life was a blur because I wasn't the same person. Yeah. I was extremely mine aggressive. Too. Mine I was too. very sick. Really? Was it bad for you as well? <laughs> he had to, he's actually stepping away from the table, but I was extremely manic. I was sick a lot and I was really, really thin. And um, I didn't know it at the time, but um, I was having thyroid storms every other day. And I just thought that was complete exhaustion. And I would wake up at like seven in the morning, six in the morning with my, my body would be shaking. And it's, it was my heart beating so hard and my body shaking. And I remember like waking up and being like, oh no, it's happening again. And I would run to the fridge and grab like orange juice and just down it because my blood sugar had dropped so much. And then I would lay on the couch for a couple hours and just ride it out. Yeah. Now guys, looking back, I realized how naive I was and how dangerous that was because it could have killed me. Like yeah, I easily, I looking back now, if I had to go through that now, I would be terrified back then. I was so dumb. I just didn't know what was happening. I was oblivious. I was just like, this is exhaustion from being a new mom, raising and breastfeeding a ginormous one-year-old. He was like 40 pounds or something. I don't know. He was big. Anyways, long story short, I would get sick all the time. I couldn't go for like a two minute run because I'd be out for three days. It wasn't, it wasn't good. And then my mom forced me to go get blood work done. My doctor, she was like, why are you in here? And I'm like, well, my mom thinks I have Graves disease and I'm rolling my eyes. And she burst out laughing and she's like, you are full blown Graves, yeah. full blown. And she took my resting heart rate and it was 140 beats per minute. This is a resting heart rate. Is, she had sitting. not been running mm -hmm. on the way in. Now, now granted, it probably went from 120 beats per minute and per minute to 140 beats per minute because the doctor just told me something really scary, mm -hmm. but that should be like your, your, your heart rate when you're exercising. Anyways. Um, what did I do? So, well, let's talk about what she wanted you to do first. Oh yeah. Yeah. She wanted to, to send me to an endocrinologist to embark on either like removing my thyroid or going on medication. And so um, I basically what I said in my naive state, and I'm really grateful, honestly, I think my my nonchalance around it was what saved me. And I'm not telling you to be nonchalant about Graves' disease, guys, and right. thyroid it, disorders. Please don't, it, please don't. In this case, it was a little bit of naivety. Yes. Um, but naivety is, you only it, do well with that if you I lucky. got lucky. Yeah, I exactly. got really lucky, I think. I, looking back, I'm like, holy cow, that could have gone south for me so bad. Right. But anyways, I just so, happened to be at the right naturopath well, what was she? She's no, a, she's not she's a, a naturopath. She's, she's a, a nurse practitioner. She's a nurse practitioner. She's a nurse practitioner. Yeah. And she said, okay. And I told her, I said, give me a few months. I'm going to research this and I'm going to fix it naturally. And she said, you better be in here every month for blood draws because if you're getting worse, you are going on medication. Mm -hmm. And she actually put me on, uh, propanolol. Propan oh, and it made me feel like 
death. I couldn't breathe on that. I hated it. Yeah, I think you so only took I, it for like a day. I took it for like, a week, and I was mind. like, "I'm like, I, I'm gonna have a panic attack on this." Yeah. I was having panic attacks anyway. Did, did she want you to do radioactive iodine? Um, we hadn't discussed that yet. Oh, okay. So right. and so we, you know, it was very new, and I said, "I'm gonna do this first before we talk about other things." Mm. And so, anyways, um. I got a book. I bought a book immediately called Natural Treatment Solutions for Hypothyroidism and Graves' Disease. Sexy sounding. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's a red book if you're looking for it on Amazon by Eric Osonski. I think I said that right. Mm-hmm. Osonski. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and I read that and I followed it like a Bible. And I think with um, some stress management, lifestyle changes, tons and tons of supplements. Um, and I didn't stray you guys. I did not cheat. I didn't touch. I actually did food testing and the food testing said I had little to no food allergies. I thought dairy, because reading this book, I'm like, dairy's going to come in. Gluten's going to come in. Grains are going to come in. And none of that, none of now, that showed. The the testing that you did, I believe was IgE testing. Is I, that right? It was like full allergy testing, yes. not sensitivity testing, because yes. there's also IgG testing, mm-hmm. which will tell you whether you're having an immune response of any kind, not just a full blown allergic response. Right. right. And, and you very well could have, have had, had some mild, of those things going right. on, but they didn't test for that. Exactly. And so with reading this book and just, I think, intuition. I was like, you know what? I don't care what this test tells me. I'm going to cut out these things anyways. And I did. And, um, and then it was about six months later that my blood work started showing better and better and better. And I started feeling better. And, um, and I, again, there was a whole protocol. We won't go into it, but that, that was my story. That was my Graves disease story. It took me about a year to feel normal again and to like start exercising again. But, um, I, for me, disease is a full-time job. And mm-hmm. I recognize that right in the beginning. And I also believed it could happen. I, I realize in this world, people have a hard time believing that these natural remedies can work. Mm-hmm. I grew up in this world where my mom helped people over and over and over again. So for me, it was a no brainer. It was like, no, you always go to the natural before you go to the medicinal. That's just, that's like, you know, breathing air for mm-hmm. me. So it felt natural doing this. Well, and are, are we allowed to talk about your mom's history with this? Or oh, my mom had Graves' disease N- too. Now, yeah. this, this is an important factor because Cecilia had gone through almost the exact same situation, mm-hmm. but she didn't have the kind of the background knowledge that Jeanique had. Right. My and mom, so yeah. she basically just said yes to what the doctors offered her. Well, she was, she was pretty bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. there was the fact that they didn't catch it until it was right. like, Hor- like the doctor was heart like, attack level. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and so my mom had to have radioactive iodine and mm. I, she talks about her story in the first podcast episode that we do with essential oils. And, and I think that that Over. was an important factor in Janique's decision. You can answer mm-hmm. for yourself if that's the case to not just jump into doing what they said, because your mom has had to deal with the, the lifelong side effects of them basically right. killing off her thyroid. Right. Right. And now she has to manage it with with support to me. And honestly, like the thought of being dependent on a drug and not my body is so foreign to me. And there was no, like there was no reality for me with medications. And, and again, that's just my belief system. That's me growing up, believing those things. That's not, that doesn't have to be you. Okay. But what I'm saying is I just jumped into this and I, I honestly believe, you know, where thoughts go, energy flows. I say that all the time. 
And I believed I could do it and I did it, you know? And so if you, whether you can, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right, you know? And um, what was really interesting too was when I, I did so much research back then and um, I joined Facebook groups and I want to share the dichotomy that I experienced in these Facebook groups because I think mentality around healing yourself is really interesting because um, there was a Facebook support group that I joined where it was tons of naysayers Mm -hmm. and tons of people in victim mode where- Very helpless. Helpless, helpless. Mm -hmm. And then you would get a person that went on there with a sweet, like hopeful message and some research to, hey, did you know you can help your thyroid with this? And they would get eaten alive. Mm -hmm. How dare you say this? We are victims to this. I can't change this. Like, how dare you? You know, and I remember I left that group so fast and I kept looking and then I found um, a natural thyroid solutions group online. And that was, it resonated with me. It was people that were getting to work, people that were researching, people that were talking to each other, people that were healing, people that were relapsing, people helping. They were helping. It was a community. It was a healing community. And I was like, this is where I need to be. Mm. And so I just found it really interesting that when disease sets in, it's so easy to jump into victim mode, but then it's okay to stay there, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's, and, and like, no one is allowed to snap you out of it because now you're a victim. Right. You guys like, don't, I, I always say I am not the rock. I, that is acted upon. I am the person that throws the rock. Mm-hmm. All right. And and that's how I've always lived my life. And so I want you to give yourself permission to change that paradigm mm-hmm. and allow yourself to believe in the magical biology of your body, the magical DNA sequencing of turning on and off genes, epigenetics, right? Mm-hmm. Like that your body is designed to turn genes on and off. Now, Let's talk about genes for a second and then we're going to jump into thyroid. Well, let's, let's, before we move on, I want to just pound home this concept one more time, which is that we're, we're often called extreme. It's it's a term that I really take exception to, but it, it is, I guess it's the reality. I don't know. I don't live in a normal reality, but we're called extreme. And this is one of the areas where we definitely are on the extreme side of things, which is we have this extreme belief in, our ability to control our world. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say control our world. I would say harness our world. You can call it whatever you want, mm-hmm. but I believe that we have a lot more control over our lives, over our biology, over the world around us than totally. we give ourselves credit for. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to be apologetic about that. If that doesn't feel right to you, that's okay. You yeah. can do whatever you want to do with it. But we've seen it make a huge difference for us. We've seen it make a huge difference for the people around us. Right. We've worked with enough people at this point to know that those who go that direction, those who allow themselves to believe that they have control in their mm-hmm. situation, they tend to get better outcomes. Right. It just happens. Exactly. And let's let's talk about like okay. this the cards not being in my favor. I we did my gene sequencing mm-hmm. through Prometheus. Mm-hmm. And I have like four genetic markers yep. that are heavily swayed towards Graves' disease. Mm-hmm. Heavily. You know, it's it's like you are extremely prone to Graves' disease and you are extremely prone to Graves' disease again and again and again, you guys. So, and this is really interesting. And I I feel like this part of my story is important and I promise we're getting into thyroid stuff soon. (laughs) But I had two doctors on two different occasions poo-poo 
my journey. Yep. I remember I took Tennyson to Instacare over something. And I, and when, have you ever met a person with Gray's disease who is like borderline, like thyroid storm? They're super manic and they're shaking and they look terrified. Yeah. And I walked into that ER room and the doctor was like, what is happening? And I told her, my son has X, Y, and Z. And she's like, why do you look so panicked? And I'm like, oh, because I have Graves' disease. And she's like, what are you doing for yourself? And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to treat it naturally. Mm -hmm. And she laughed at me and she said, oh my gosh, that's never going to work. And I stopped her and I said, actually, my numbers are improving. So thank you very much. And she was silent. She was silent. And what do you say to that, right? But then a year and a half later, I'm talking with the doctor and I'm telling him my history of Graves' disease. And he flat out said, there is no way you, someone misdiagnosed you with Graves' mm-hmm. disease. There's no ways you have Graves' disease because you can't reverse that, especially naturally. Y'all, she has the receipts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> have, there was blood testing done. Uh-huh. There's, there's no I question. I paid cash it was, for it. <laughs> like this, I have and this, by the way, this is part of that gaslighting that tends to happen, mm-hmm. especially to time. women all the time. First, they're told that their symptoms are not real. And then when it is verified and then they do any Anything that's not what is recommended to them, right. if they get better, then, oh, you weren't really sick in the first place. Right. Like, come on, well, come on. And, and so I think that part is really important, you guys, because like, don't let a doctor write your story for you. We often, we give so much power to them and it needs to stop. It, it just needs to stop, you guys. Yeah. Not because we don't like doctors, but just because we like ourselves more. You should like yourself more. You should be the captain of your ship. You know, just do your thing. Let's get into thyroid. All right. I've spoken way too long. Let's let's talk about this because there is so much information. Let's go. But but we didn't want to just sit here and drone off on all of the different details that go into this because that's boring. Right. And you're going to walk away from it going, "Wow, the thyroid's really complicated. I will retain none of that." Right. But um that's why we kind of started with the mindset piece. That is just so important. You have to come into this believing that there's something you can do because what is the normal method of treating thyroid stuff? And we're not talking about graves really. Mhm most of the thyroid issues out there are the opposite, right? It's hypothyroid. Right, Hashimoto's. Where, where the thyroid is not functioning at a high enough level for one reason or another. A lot of times there's an autoimmune component, so the Hashimoto's yes. is diagnosed. And and that's what most people out there, women primarily, are dealing with when it comes to their thyroid, mm-hmm. right? So uh, first off, first and foremost, there are things that can be done. This is not as simple as a lot of uh, medical professionals would have you believe, which is, oh, your TSH is high, then we're going to give you thyroid hormone until the TSH comes down. And then as soon as it comes into a good range, all right, we're done. Go have a nice day. Enjoy your thyroid medication. Right. Right. There's so much more to it. So where do we even start? So let's start with things that can trigger hypothyroid. Should we or, jump there? Do we even want to talk about why the thyroid is important or is that kind of a given? I mean, let's, let's quickly, the thyroid controls metabolism, energy, mm-hmm. it controls tons of other hormones. It's so intricately connected with sex hormones mm-hmm. and adrenals and, um, what else? Almost any woman out there who has been diagnosed with a, a hypothyroid condition mm-hmm. can attest to this. Uh, it, you can gain weight pretty yes. easily when your thyroid's not doing what it's supposed to. Exactly. Right? So like if you, for some reason are just gaining weight and you don't know why, um, check your thyroid, like make sure your thyroid is happy and healthy. Right. All right. Um, let's go into things that can 
trigger thyroid dysfunction. And there are so many yeah. guys. Maybe before we do that, let, let's do a brief biology lesson. Okay. Or is it a physiology lesson? I don't know physiology. the difference <laughs> about, about how the thyroid works. Let's, let's do that yeah. real quick. Okay. You do it. So, all right. So really upstream from everything in the thyroid is the brain, right? The brain is the real kind of the thermostat that tells the thyroid whether it needs to produce hormone or not. And the part of the brain that starts this whole chain is the hypothalamus. So basically the hypothalamus is doing its monitoring and it's saying, okay, how are we doing with thyroid stuff? And if it sees that things are not quite ideal, then it's going to send a signal to the pituitary and it uses uh, what thyrotrophin releasing hormone, right? And that goes to the pituitary and it says, hey, pituitary, we need to send the signal out to produce more hormone for the thyroid or from the thyroid, I guess. And so then the pituitary sends out a hormone called TSH or thyroid stimulating hormone. And this is the one that doctors typically track. And it's a hormone in your brain. <laughs> this this hormone does not come from your thyroid. That's right. a, a very common misconception is that, oh, the thyroid hormone is TSH. No, nope. it's not. It's a pituitary hormone. But it tells the thyroid, okay, time to get busy. Yep. So the reason why doctors always check that one is because if that TSH gets high, that's a good indicator that the thyroid is not doing its job. Right. And the pituitary is going, hey, thyroid, Work. wake up, wake, wake up. up. We need to get busy, mm-hmm. right? Or if on the other side of things where Jeanique was, her TSH at one point was like 0. 0.04. No, it was 0, 0, 0.001. Oh, 0.001. So <laughs> yep. basically non-existent. The fact that they even detected any was kind of amazing, <laughs> which means that the thyroid was producing way too much and the pituitary is like, whoa, we don't need anything. Right. We're, we're, we're done here. Yeah. We're done. Good night. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, but, Anyway, once the thyroid gets its message, which is the TSH, it says, okay, we're going to start producing hormone. And primarily what it produces is called T4, mm-hmm. right? Um, and this T4 is not, still not what your body uses for mm-hmm. thyroid hormone. Um, 95% of what it produces is basically just another messenger that is sent throughout the body right. to where it can be converted into T3. T3. Now, you guys, what is T4 made of? It's made of tyrosine and um, iodine. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure you're getting tyrosine and iodine. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk about that later. Maybe we should do like a two-part series in thyroid. We'll, <laughs> we'll oh see how gosh. it goes. We still have some time. Okay. We're just getting warmed up. Okay. Keep going. So, so we've got this T4 that converts into T3. Now we, we really ought to, if we're looking at hormone levels, we really should be looking at T4 because yeah. that's going to tell us whether the thyroid is actually producing or not. Yeah. So you can, in some situations, you can have like really low TSH or even optimal TSH, Mm -hmm. but still not have good T4 levels. And that's a conversion issue. No, uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, yet, I'm talking yet. about T3. Yeah. Now this that this particular situation, it's going to be pretty rare because mm-hmm. that's going to basically require both a thyroid and a pituitary issue. Yeah. But the fact is that you don't know unless you check. Yeah. Right. So you always got to check. And then the T3. So the T3 is what is going to make a difference about how you feel. Right. If you don't have that's enough like T3, that's like the active component. Uh huh. This is this is where rubber meets the road when mm-hmm. it comes to your thyroid. If yep. you feel lousy and your thyroid's the problem, mm-hmm. it's the T three that's not there for you. Right. So let's talk. Let's go back to the T four being produced by the thyroid, sure. and then it converts to T three. Yeah. Where does it convert? 
Because that's important. That's really important, guys. Mm-hmm. Because if the location where it's converting is broken, you got to fix it. That's right. So it so converts in. Most of it converts in the liver. Liver. So if you have liver dysfunction, you're not having T3 mm-hmm. conversion. 60% happens in the liver. A lot of it also happens in kidneys and the gut. Somewhat in the kidneys. 20% of it happens in the, the GI tract. Mm-hmm. So exactly. so between the liver and the GI tract, you've got 80% of your conversion. There you go. And if either one of those isn't doing so hot, yeah. and by the way, the liver, it tends to struggle in a lot of different ways. So yeah. it's pretty common for it to not do so hot. Well, and guess what destroys the liver and the gut? <laughs> The standard American diet. What? Like, there you go. Oh my so goodness. So we're li- like, I literally call the standard American diet the diet of disease mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it destroys everything. The right. gut, the liver, the kidneys. I mean, yeah. you name it. The GI tract is especially going to suffer with the standard mm-hmm. American diet. Um, you probably know the reasons if you've listened to us talk very often. I know. You know, the refined foods, the added sugars. Like that, glyphosate. The, that, that causes mm-hmm. GI inflammation. It prevents proper absorption of nutrients. It triggers autoimmune issues. Those highly processed foods do not have natural enzymes in them, which means your body is going to struggle to break break them down, especially Mm -hmm. over a long period of time because Mm -hmm. it's going to start to run low on its own natural enzymes. Exactly. So if you're not, if you're not working well with your liver and your GI tract, which by the way, interact with each other in like a million different ways, millions, then you're going to have a hard time converting T4 to T3. Your liver has literally over a thousand functions, guys. That's a lot of functions. It's a lot. lot It's very important. And we just destroy it with our standard American diet. It Mm -hmm. needs to stop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's keep going. Okay. So we so, so we spoke about T4 converting to T3, T3 right. activating everything, turning things on. Mm-hmm. If it's not turning things on, then things are kind of dimmed, like a dimmed right. light, and you feel like a dimmed light and, and you're tired. Right. And and so here a couple of really important things. One is that T4 is what acts as the gauge to determine whether your thyroid needs to produce more hormone or not, right? Mm-hmm. Which means that your thyroid, your pituitary, your hypothalamus, they could all be thinking everything is going great Mm -hmm. because you've got plenty of T4. But if you're not converting it very well into T3, you're still going to feel lousy. Totally. Which means that- Everything could look normal. The majority of medications out there for thyroid are are T4 medications. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. yes, there are plenty of them that also include T3, but, but a lot of them don't. So you could be having T4 thrown into your system and your TSH levels might look perfect. Even your T4 levels, they might look perfect and you're still going to feel terrible. Right. And it's because that conversion isn't happening. Right. Right. So what's the answer? You need T3 medication too, right? Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, that'll make you feel a little bit better for sure. It but would. that's not the answer here. Well, oh, well, the answer is to heal the body. <laughs> yeah. Duh. But I, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, get that sure. medication. Get that medication. No, We're no done here. Have a nice night. <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay. So, so let's talk about things that can go wrong. Everything can go wrong. So we just spoke about, you know, your liver dysfunction, your gut dysfunction, a big one in the Hashimoto's and the grave circles is, you know, eating grains and dairy that triggers an autoimmune response that triggers the same antibodies Mm -hmm. that attacks the thyroid. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's so important to stop eating the grains, stop eating the dairy because it can mimic that same autoimmune dysfunction. 
that same antibody that attacks the thyroid. Yep. So that's why when I read that book and I'm like, you know what? I know I didn't show up as like sensitive to gluten and dairy, but I'm going to cut it out anyways. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so if you do have thyroid issues, you just have to cut it out for now until we, you heal that. We want to talk about halogens right now? Yes. Oh, okay. my, that's so important. You guys, when I moved to Utah, I couldn't believe how many women here had thyroid dysfunction. Yeah. And I remember saying like even 10 years ago before we were into this, I'm like, I bet you it's in the water. You guys, it is. Mm. It is in the water. Let's talk about halogens. So halogens are, um, what are they? They are chlorine, mm-hmm. fluoride, mm-hmm. and iodine. Iodine and Thank you. and and bromine. And bromine. Mm-hmm. bromine. Mm-hmm. And so these are all halogens that, um, because you have iodine receptors mm-hmm. in your thyroid, right? Um, about, is it like 98% of all your iodine is in your thyroid? And then the other 2% is like circulating. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But you have these iodine receptors and they are very sensitive to iodine, right? It's very specific because they have to make that T4. Now mm-hmm. remember that T4 is iodine and three tyrosine. So, um, so what happens if we, have things inside our bodies that block those iodine receptors. We're not producing T4, right? right. Well, there's fluoride and there's chlorine and there's bromine, mm-hmm. which block those iodine receptors. Mm-hmm. We get fluoride and chlorine in our water supply, yep. like an astronomical amount that the FDA is like, yeah, this is fine. This is normal. This, mm-hmm. this is safe guys. Now, a lot of people that follow me on Instagram know my issues with the FDA. Um, they're not the golden standard for me. They get it wrong a lot of the time. So check your water levels. All right. Get filters. We love the Berkey filter. Mm-hmm. Um, get the fluoride filter and the chlorine filter in there. Get that stuff out of your water stat. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's talk about bromine that mm-hmm. is in bread. They used to put iodine in bread, mm-hmm. but then they substituted it for bromide. They found something cheaper. And so basically every commercial bread out there, mm-hmm. every commercial flour, I yeah. think out there is going to have this bromide in it. Totally. And what that's going to do is hopefully nothing because your body will prefer iodine over these things. Yeah. It will. But if you don't have enough iodine in your system, Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, this is one area where sometimes being health conscious can get you into trouble because the most common source of iodine in the average American's diet is from what? Uh, seaweed. Salt. Oh, it is? Iodized no, salt. They have to iodize it though. They have to I know, it but most Americans are eating iodized Morton salt. Oh, okay. As soon as you get health conscious, one of the first things you do is switch over to sea salt. Mm-hmm. And you lose your, iodine. potentially your only source of real iodine. Yeah. Now that's not normally a problem because our bodies are really, really efficient at recycling iodine, mm-hmm. like really efficient. Unless you have inflammation. Well, there are certain situations that can cause it to plummet, but if it does plummet and you're being exposed to these other halogens, yeah. your body's going to say that'll do. It's yeah. not perfect, but it's close, it's enough close enough because they're in the same kind of chemical family, yeah. right? On the periodic table, they're all stacked on top of each other. Right. So the thyroid grabs a hold of these things and it says, all right, we've got our halogen in place. Well, let's take it another step further because this happens to a lot of women. Let's say you are growing a human being who now is growing their own thyroid and eats their own iodine. Guess what? Guess who's getting the iodine? Baby. Now mm. you already have low levels of iodine. Mm-hmm. So baby is now 
taking up your iodine, mm. utilizing your thyroid stores, mm -hmm. and then baby pops out and guess what? You are thrown with a thyroid disorder. Yep. You got nothing. Like you are running on empty. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's really important to maybe eat some seaweed and kelp noodles while you're pregnant. Um, but make sure you are supporting like crazy. And, and most importantly, also avoiding those halogens so yes. that they don't find their way into your system because it can be a little bit of a process to fix that right. situation later. Exactly. Now, not the worst thing in the world though. What are the other issues that can cause thyroid stuff? Um, it's so gut inflammation. We spoke about that. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's infections. You know, stealth pathogens. Yep. Any kind of immune deficiency mm -hmm. can cause thyroid problems and thyroid problems can cause immune issues. So right, exactly. There's probably like 80% of the issues that can affect thyroid function are also affected by thyroid function, right. which is why it's so tricky to get the thyroid back to working well because the things you need to fix the thyroid are the things that are not working well because the thyroid's not working well. So right. you cannot just take one thing to fix your thyroid. It, it just doesn't work. It doesn't. You can prop yourself up, right? Like having crutches mm -hmm. that'll, that'll keep you off the broken foot, so to speak. Yeah. But you'll be on those crutches for the rest of your life. Yeah. And who wants to hobble around like that? Hopefully it's, nobody. it's not very efficient. It doesn't feel very good. You're constantly vulnerable to something going wrong with that. Right. It feels better to just be healthy. Yeah. So if you want to heal the thyroid, you've got to heal... All, all the things. All the things. Some of the other stuff, adrenals. Yeah. Ovaries and, and testicles in men. Well, what's really interesting is when you are super stressed out, mm -hmm. the adrenals poop out and the thyroid takes over and mm -hmm. then the thyroid poops out. Yeah. Or vice versa. When your thyroid is pooping out, then your adrenals have to take over. Right. And then you're, you know, so they, they kind of help each other out, mm -hmm. but you don't want to burn out one over the other because then the other one is working over time. Right. You know, so you have to be really careful. Um, stress is huge, guys. Stress is so ginormous and it yeah. just disrupts your body. It is as toxic for you as I think sugar sometimes. Yeah. I, unfortunately I'm not remembering the name right now, but one of those old timey nutrition experts that we love, like, you know, the Royal Lees mm -hmm. and the Western prices. He said that, uh, the kind of the order of organs that get affected by systemic stress. Mm -hmm. First it's the thymus mm. and then the adrenals yeah. and then the thyroid. Oh, interesting. Right. And granted like who knows if there's any research to back that up, but I, it's a really interesting concept. I feel like modern day, it's probably more thyroid first than adrenals mm. or thymus first than thyroid than mm. adrenals. I don't know. I'm seeing so I many young girls with thyroid issues. So many. Yeah. But how many of them have you actually looked at their adrenals? That's true. No one looks at adrenals, but that's a different topic for a different episode. It is. Um, the, but the fact is it doesn't really matter which one came first because by the time we get to it, they're yeah. all in the mix, right. right? And they all need to be supported in yeah. order to heal things. So those are two other really important ones. The, the ovaries and testicles we also mentioned, right? Um, if you've got chronic blood sugar issues, that's also yeah. going to be a problem for you. Big time. Um, what else? Stealth pathogens. We've talked about we, those before. Yeah. Epstein-Barr virus. Yeah. Holy cow. It is so big of a problem for the thyroid. Yeah. And once again, it's not like a, something that gets dealt with very well. It's like well. an atomic bomb in the body. Mm -hmm. And the body has no idea how to recover from that. Yeah. And so it triggers like all these autoimmune dysfunctions yeah. or mitochondrial dysfunctions. Yeah. 
And the body is like, what just happened? It's like your computer being fried mm. all, of, all of a sudden. And so you have to kind of unscramble that and just let the dust settle and mm-hmm. then do damage control. So it's, it, it's, it's a nasty one. You yeah. Be very careful with that. Um, check out our stealth pathogen episode. We, yeah. we don't talk a whole lot of detail about Epstein-Barr virus, but we do talk about kind Lime. of the general process about how it all works and, yeah. and some of the direction to get back to feeling better again. Yeah. But if you want, honestly, if, if you're really looking at thyroid and you want to do a full proper thyroid panel, you should be checking Epstein-Barr virus um, yeah. immunoglobulins as well. Yeah. Um, so just something to keep in mind there. What about toxic metals? Um, Could people have like toxicity absolutely, issues? Yeah. So <laughs> mercury feelings, how many mm. people out there have mercury feelings because right. they were cheaper, right? Right. That could be, that could be an issue for you. Yeah. Gut could, infections. Um, yep, definitely. Now <laughs> one of our favorite punching bags, also a culprit here, PPIs oh. or the acid blockers, right? How's that related? Um, I, directly, how is it related? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it affects your digestion well, and I, it affects yeah. your gut. Well, right? it absolutely affects your gut and mm-hmm. it can cause it, dysbiosis in the gut, it, which, it also, oh, which would lead to Yes, and it, and it also blocks nutrient absorption. Yes. And your thyroid needs a lot of nutrients. We're going to talk about that in a minute. It needs a lot of nutrients it to does. do its job well. It is not as simple as you need iodine. Right. That's where, that's, we'll talk about this in a minute, but where the natural practitioners often get really lost is they see thyroid stuff and they immediately think, oh, we just need more iodine here. Or selenium. That'll Well, selenium. Mm-hmm. They better get selenium in there too. Mm-hmm. But they think, yeah, selenium and iodine, we got to take care of. I've done this. I've done it a lot of times. Yeah. But when you really dig into it, it's not that simple. Yeah. There's so much more that goes into it. And a lot of times iodine is like the last thing that you need to worry about. Like who would have thought in order to heal my thyroid, I need to heal my gut and my liver, mm-hmm. right? right? Like no one, yeah. no one thinks of that. Right. And th- that's necessary. Another thing I see a lot with women who have thyroid dysfunction is they also tend to be anemic. Mm. So their iron levels are also messed up. Now, that's not to say that low iron is the cause of yeah. the thyroid issues, but the thyroid is chock full of blood vessels. Mm. It requires so much blood to do its job. Yeah. And why do we need blood? Well, it's how we circulate nutrients, right. but it's also how we get oxygen around. Mm-hmm. And if we're low on, on iron, that means we're going to have trouble circulating feeding oxygen, that, feeding that which thyroid. means we're, we're starving the thyroid of one of its basic functioning building right. blocks, right? That makes so, sense. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff there. Um, hormone replacement, by the way, that can also mess up your thyroid. Uh, how about so, birth control? Um, Would that mess it up? Probably not. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to mess with your hormones, so right. potentially, but... I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't like say a, that birth control is a guarantee for thyroid issues. Yeah. But here, here's one thing that can happen. If you go on birth control and then it uh, basically wreaks havoc on your ovaries, mm-hmm. then there's a good chance, gosh darn strong chance that your thyroid's going to suffer down the totally. line too because it's tied to everything else. Okay. So, so, so now what? <laughs> so what do we do now? Um, so now we skip over the whole other page worth of things that can go wrong with the uh, thyroid. There's, more. <laughs> there's so much to it, but but we'll leave it out there. In fact, there's there's like two other pages, right? There is almost no end to what can mess with the thyroid. Like I said, it's at the top of the list of organs that get messed up with yeah. just systemic stress. Mm-hmm. So it, sometimes it kind of feels like the thyroid is just too dang fragile. Yeah. 
kind of. But that's just the world that we live in. And do that I means that we have to wonder, take it. Yeah. Do you remember um, Pottinger's cat? Yeah. Tell us about those though. Well, okay. You tell it better, but Pottinger's cat is this guy. No, you tell the story because I'm going to butcher it. So tell us about Pottinger's cats. All right. So this Dr. Pottinger wanted to look at kind of hereditary diseases. So we took a bunch of cats that were very healthy and he started feeding them basically a refined food diet. So something similar to what mm-hmm. most Americans are eating today, right? Yes. Microwave dinners or something. Right. And um, of course, yeah, they got sick. And then their more importantly, were sick. Their kittens were mm-hmm. also sick. And so, then the grand kittens were sick. Well, hang on though, because they wanted to start reversing it, right? Mm-hmm. They wanted to see how quickly can we fix this? Yeah. So they fed the kittens. So the second generation, they mm-hmm. fed them good food, healthy, yeah. whole food again still stayed sick. Their children or kittens still stayed sick. Yeah. It took, what was it? Four generations. Yeah. Something like that. Four generations of cats before they were healthy again. So the reason why I bring that up is I wonder if we are now experiencing a Pottinger's cat scenario mm-hmm. within our demo, like our age group. Yeah. Because maybe it started with our mothers, right. but it wasn't as bad because the turn of like the, the, the food, like manufacturing mm-hmm. it, that changed with our parents. Right. And then we started off on a really bad leg yeah. and now we're seeing our children suffering with thyroid right. issues. Like, like young children are being put on thyroid medication that was right. unheard of, yeah. unheard of That's in my mom's time. Crazy, you know. And so, so it's it's happening sooner and sooner and sooner because mm-hmm. you know we are growing up with depleted bodies, mm-hmm. and we are, you know, basically growing children right. from our depleted bodies. Yeah, you know, and you you can't build a brick house from a from straw. Right, basically, and, you know, depending on how old you are you may be part of the first generation that was raised almost entirely on processed foods, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. My, I'm, I'm 37 and my, my food growing up was, you know, pretty moderate. Um, right. There was a lot of processed food for sure, but we still had a lot of whole food, but there were kids you guys my ate age. terrible. Didn't no, you? well, no, it wasn't terrible. Like we had chicken and broccoli and, uh-huh. you know, we ate vegetables. My mom actually prepared meals, oh. but yeah, there was a lot of, you know, junk food, especially when I was in high school, there yeah. was a ton of junk food, but there were people my age yeah. who it was absolutely like pure processed food. It was mac and cheese every day. It was SpaghettiOs every mm-hmm. day, things like that. Um, so, so the experiment is really just beginning, but it's been a slow slide in this direction Yeah, because the first really processed foods came out in like the, the turn of the 20th century. Mm-hmm when they first decided, hey, we're going to use this um, hydrogenated cottonseed oil right. in place of lard. Like in the 1920s, right? No, I think it was even earlier than that. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly when it was, but we're talking right. like 100 plus years ago for right. sure. And and that was really where it began, but it was a very gradual process. So in some ways we're already on like the fourth generation. Right. But the full extreme version of it, we're kind of hitting second generation. Yeah. And that means that things are starting to really accelerate right. in a bad direction. Which for is, us. which is why this message is so important. Like this mm-hmm. is why we've started this podcast, why we started our platform, because this needs to stop. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't sustainable anymore. Like right. our children, I think we've mentioned this in podcasts, like 
our children are expected to die younger than us. Yeah. You know, their health outcomes don't look good right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they like their allergies are three times as much as ours were back in the day. Like certain childhood cancers are up by 50%. Right. A lot of them are up by 30%. Like this is, this is horrible. Guys. Although this year, 2020, all cancer diagnoses are going to drop because no one's going to the hospital to get screened. Oh, I know. Right. Everyone's afraid to go in. So, right. but that's Anyways. a different issue. But, but so. I want to come back to that mm-hmm. Pottinger's cat thing. Um, a little less toxic on, um, Instagram, she posted something that I really love. She said, we all come from a long line of people who cooked. Mm. Now, I feel like our generation is one where we just don't know how to cook. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to learn that now. And I mm-hmm. love seeing people's effort. Like we are waking up and we're, we're realizing like, this isn't acceptable anymore. Like yeah. my five minute like microwave meal is killing me. Right. And no one taught us that. No one taught us in Pre in preschool, I see. I'm saying preschool. What do you guys call it? Kindergarten, elementary school. No one taught us in elementary school. Like, right. hey, eat good foods. Yeah. You know, like it matters what you put in your body. Mm-hmm. Foods that you eat, sugar that you eat, can make you sick. No one taught us that, right? right. And now, through people's disease we are learning this through like the refiner's fire. Yeah. One of the best things about this whole COVID-19 thing is Mm -hmm. people are recognizing how acutely Mm -hmm. bad health patterns can lead to serious illness. Right. Because this uh, disease does tend to target people who have lots of pre-existing issues. Right. And, you know, the more overweight you are, the the worse your blood sugar tends to be, Mm -hmm. the worse your blood pressure. All those things are major factors. Vitamin D levels are turning out to be like a major factor. If your Mm -hmm. vitamin D is under 30, then you have like a, a... 10 times higher chance of a negative outcome. And it also sucks because they're telling you to stay indoors. Well, (laughs) yeah, you know, don't get sunlight. We we won't go into that. But, but my point is that this is waking people up and they're going, Holy cow, this isn't something that's going to kill me in 20 years. Mm -hmm. This is something that could kill me next year when we go through COVID 20. Yeah. Right. So, so that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And it means that we're waking up, but it's kind of a painful process to wake up. It's not comfortable to find out that what you're doing isn't sustainable and that you now have to inconvenience yourself. At least that's what it feels like Totally, to make your lifestyle conducive to good health. Right. So So here you are. Yep. Now I swear we're going to go back to thyroid, you guys. (laughs) It's so much bigger than thyroid though. It's just, isn't it always, isn't it it always? It is. Okay. Let's, let's so let's, let's talk about how to figure out whether you need thyroid help or not. Cause there's a couple of really effective ways and blood work. They have, they have their pros and cons. Mm-hmm. And and then we'll talk about, why don't, um, if, yes. are you talking about like the home tests? That too. Cause why don't they just look that up in the packet? Like download the the thing so we don't talk about it because let's, let's move on to. I want to at least talk about which labs they should get checked. Oh yeah. Let's talk about the labs, but okay. not the home tests. That's if fine. you want to do some home tests on thyroid, download it's in the, the packet. packet. Yep. That's fine. Okay, but the labs, here, here's what you need to check. Because if you just go to your doctor and say, I think I need to check my thyroid, they're going to say, great. And they're going to order TSH. Yep, and that's it. And then they're going to say, yeah, your TSH is normal. And not only are they using a really big range that is hard to get outside of, yeah. but they're not going to look at anything else. And so you're not going to know what the problem is, even if it is out of range. Mm-hmm. So you need to look at TSH for sure. But like I said, you also need to look at T4. Ideally, you'll look at your total T4 and your free T4. Mm-hmm. 
we don't need to talk about what those are. The fact is right. that they're just, they're both important there. Yep. And then, and, and remember T4 is what's actually produced by your thyroid. thyroid. So that's the one that's going to directly tell you if your thyroid is struggling or not. Yep. And then you need to also look at T3 because that's that conversion. Mm-hmm. And we want to see if you're hormone. converting. We need to make sure your body's actually benefiting from all the hormone your thyroid's producing. Exactly. Um, T3 uptake can also be important. Uh, just once again, a, a way to measure whether your body is responding well right. to your thyroid hormone or not. Reverse T3, which tells us whether your body is producing too much T3 and it's trying to figure out how to backtrack basically. Yeah. And then there's a marker called thyroid peroxidase antibody. Mm-hmm. It's an antibody marker. So Hashimoto's, you really can't diagnose it without looking at this marker yeah. because you don't know if it's really autoimmune causing your low thyroid if you don't look at these, right? I was listening to a podcast. Maybe you know something about this. Uh, a doctor who specializes in thyroid. She's saying that there's like 12 or 17 different types of TPOs and that doctors are only like testing for like one or two of them. Sure. Whereas you could have like five of the other ones that doctors are very unaware of. Yeah. Do you know anything about that? Uh, not a lot, but here's what I can say mm-hmm. is that at some point, you are really off in the weeds. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, what's the added utility mm-hmm. of looking at these? Right. So to give you an idea, if I'm looking at somebody's blood work and we don't have any strong indicators of thyroid stuff and we just want to make sure the thyroid's doing okay, I really only look at TSH, free T4, and free T3. Mm-hmm. That's it. Now, there are people who say, that's not enough. You need to look at more. Fine. But- until I see that there's something off there, yeah. I'm not going to go much deeper than that. Right. So for me, if I see that we've got high TSH, we've got low T4, mm-hmm. low T3, and then TPO is high. Yeah. I, I feel like that tells yeah. me enough. Totally. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure in what way it would benefit me to right. see which of the 17 types of TPO they've got. Yeah. Um, unless we've already been working on thyroid stuff for quite a while and we're not getting any response, right. then, then, you then maybe the there rates. is a purpose for it. That makes sense. But I don't want to, I don't want to like throw this at people right up front and say, mm-hmm. you need to make sure you know about all 17 forms of this right? because that's just, we're already overwhelming well, people. And then you're spending like $2,000 on like and, lab fees. And we do, we've got to take the costs into account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so. Well, and the cure would be the same. I can't say cure. The solution would be the same. It yeah. would just be like, yeah, do make these changes. The, the right? approach, the approach, at least at the beginning is going to be the same. And in mm-hmm. some cases, yeah, we're going to need to get really detailed. We're going to need to dig in there and see what's going on. But 99% of you out there, you're not at that point. Right. So don't worry about that right now. Mm-hmm. So total TPO, probably fine for yeah. now. Um, and then there's also thyroglobulin antibody or TGAB. Um, that's another autoimmune yeah. that can indicate. Sometimes it can also point towards Graves' disease. There's a separate antibody marker just for Graves' disease. Tirab. That's the uh-huh, the thyroid receptor antibody. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't I don't have that on the list because that's one that it, it's kind of an expensive test to run, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't really need to run it unless you really had indicators of hyperthyroid. Right. Right. Like if somebody has all those symptoms of their heart is racing and pounding all the time, sometimes they've got the bulging eyes, mm-hmm. their uh, Adam's apple looks like it's just bulging out. That's really their thyroid. All those signs, right? They're just go, 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 anxiety through the roof. Yeah. Maybe you want to look at TRAB in that case mm-hmm. and just verify that it's Graves versus some other type of hyperthyroid. So a hypo will do the, the Adam's apple swollen thyroid thing, but right. not, not Graves. 
You don't get the little mm-hmm. thing no, at the graves? No, because, because with the, uh, the swelling mm-hmm. with the thyroid, that it's trying to uptake more iodine. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it right. Swells. I knew that, but yeah. Okay. So, anyways, anyways, getting lost in the weeds. Yeah. Uh, so the important thing though is that most of the time you're not going to need to do TRAB. So don't worry about getting that on the panel. But I also mentioned this before: the Epstein Barr virus. Mm-hmm. Right. You need to do the the immunoglobulins, the IgG, the IgM, even the nuclear antibodies. See what's going on with Epstein Barr. See if you need to treat Epstein Barr, because if you do have that happening there, yeah. then you might chase hypothyroidism, you might chase Hashimoto's for a long, long time, years and years, right. not make any progress because yep. you've got this viral thing going on. Yep. Okay. Right. So what do people do now? Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the fundamentals of thyroid healing. Okay. So number one for me is either paleolithic diet or autoimmune paleo. Okay. So you're jumping straight to diet. Yeah, absolutely. Your diet needs to change. Yep. You just, you cannot maintain a healthy thyroid Mm -hmm. or get a healthy thyroid, especially if your diet is not on point. So I like to use the example that Carlin call used on our podcast. She's Mm -hmm. just ingredients online. Mm -hmm. She says, you know, if you're, if you're, if you have a burning building, right, Mm -hmm. it's on fire. You wouldn't just put one hose on it. You'd put like 10 or 20 or 30, Mm -hmm. as many as you can to put that fire out. But I want to take that a step further and say, if you're throwing gas canisters on that fire, you need to stop, right? right? There's no point in having 20 hoses when there's someone on the other side of the building throwing gas on the fire. So stop throwing the gas. And that is nutrition. That is food. Mm -hmm. That is why people don't change their nutrition, but they change their supplementation and they say, why doesn't it work? And I'm like, well, because you're still throwing the gas on that fire. So cut out what I say, the grains, the dairy, the sugar, those are the big ones for me. Corn, soy, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might have to go, like if they have more intense inflammation, I would say cut out the nuts, seeds, legumes, and um, I think that's it, nuts and legumes. Um, so you're doing more autoimmune. But what right? about the selenium? I know, right? Then you can supplement with that. The richest source of selenium, or at least Brazil my nuts. favorite source is Brazil nuts. There might be foods that are richer, but... Do you know, I'm actually having a lot of people message me saying they can't find fresh Brazil nuts. It's really hard. Oh, mm-hmm. what are they finding? So, like, what are they finding right now are like rancid inorganic. So yeah. I'm still looking for a good source. Mm. If you guys find a good source, message us because I would like well, to share that with everyone. So, so if it comes to that for you, then I, I suppose the best bet would be to do a selenium supplement, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which I don't love that, but right. what are you going to do? Right. But, but again, guys, you have to figure out what your gas canisters are. Mm-hmm. Start with the most obvious ones. So that's the grains, the dairy, the sugar, the soy, and the corn. You know what else? What? I'm just looking this up and uh, I want to mention it because it's like two of my favorite foods to tell people to do. What? Clams and oysters. Oh, for the zinc? No, and for, the iodine? for the selenium. Mm. Oh, it has selenium too? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's like right? a super food for it's thyroid. Like a, a thyroid power food. Yeah. There you go. So a lot of, uh, a lot of seafood actually have some good sources of selenium, which, you know, kind of makes sense. So, so so there are people torn and, um, they don't agree on if you have hyperthyroidism, do you take a selenium and an iodine supplement because your thyroid is already working overtime? You do not guys, you don't want to because your, your, your thyroid is just in 
overdrive. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is you want to work around the thyroid and right. heal the system. Yeah. Okay? So the, the selenium may not be a terrible idea, but the iodine, probably not, probably not. Yeah. So, but really when we're talking about diet still, right? So the important thing is just cleaning it up, right? You don't, you don't have to like go perfect from day one, but start moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's urgent, but just do the best you can and do a little bit better every day. Yeah. That, that's kind of the takeaway from that. Um, what else? Digestion, since we're also talking about food here, mm-hmm. right? You've got to fix your digestion. Absolutely. It, it just has to happen. So start with that baking soda test. Yep. If you don't know what that is, um, go to Janique's Instagram yeah. Gutsy underscore mom. Right. She's got some safe stories on it. Um, we talk about it all the time. So hopefully you've heard us at some point or you can go find that, but, but right. it needs to happen. You've got to take care of your food breakdown, make sure your stomach is doing its job so you can get those nutrients. Right. Exactly. Next. Then we have gut and GI health, which is so in my important. opinion, kind of a sub set of the digestion, but that's specifically getting into the intestinal health, right? Your microbiome. Is it, is it balanced? Do we have parasites or other pathogens in there causing problems? We have yeast. Is there inflammation that's Mm -hmm. blocking your absorption and creating other problems for you? Like all of these things are so very, very important there. I I do want to bring up a timeline on how long does it take to heal a thyroid? Sometimes it can take years, like two, three, four years, you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone asks me, how did I do it so fast? Mm -hmm. Um, So I, what we're talking about here, the damage done to the gut, the GI tract, like the systemic inflammation. I don't think I had gut issues. I didn't actually, I know I didn't have any gut issues. I didn't grow up on the standard American diet. Mm -hmm. So my history, my health history was set up in my favor. What was it that turned on my, my grave disease genes? It was stress. Yeah. High, crazy. I had a colicky child Mm -hmm. and he was ginormous and he was feeding a lot. And I think where things took a turn for the worst was Christmas time when I ate crappy food, Mm. like the more sugar. And I, and I thought it was like the most amazing thing. I'm like, the more candy I eat, the thinner I get. And then I realized I was having like 10 bowel movements a day and I couldn't stop losing weight. And I was terrified for my life, you know? So, so going back to the timeline, like how many fires do you have to put out? Is it one big one? Is it 10 big ones? Mm -hmm. For me, I just had a few big ones. I didn't have 10. I didn't have 20. So that's why my timeline was 12 months. It was really fast. So be patient with yourself. Like when it comes to healing naturally, you have to do it on mother nature's terms and her timeline. And it's going to take some time. It's going to take, you know, and a lot of people, when it comes to healing the gut biome, you have to cultivate the gut biome, right? It's like dating it. It's, it's trying to grow it again. It's like growing a garden. You don't just grow peas in a month. It takes multiple months, right? Mm -hmm. You have to think of your gut biome like that. You can't just be like, well, I implemented this for 10 weeks and nothing happened. It's not going to stick because you've been destroying it for 20 years. So you got to allow it to just grow some good roots and allow the bad guys to starve off a little longer. Mm -hmm. And then it'll really take root and flourish a little bit more. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Keep going, Tris. All righty. So does that kind of cover us on the, the gut and GI health? Yes. All right. How about liver health? Well, that was actually next on the list. Oh, I yeah. read your mind. So, so your liver now the liver processes so many different things. Um, 
It's also really important for helping the body to naturally detoxify all sorts of toxins, right? Mm -hmm. If you ever hear the, the conventional medicine people complain about cleanses, what they always say is you're detoxifying every single day. Do you have a liver? Yes, I have a liver. Well, there you go. You're detoxing. You don't need to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, they're not wrong. Your liver is your natural detox. Right. You got to take care of it though. Because mm-hmm. if it gets backed up, if it gets nutrient deprived, right. it's going to have a hard time doing its job. Right. And if it can't do its job, your thyroid's going to have a hard time doing its job. Exactly. So you got to take care of that liver. Exactly. And you guys, that's where the hormones go to synthesize basically Mm -hmm. sex hormones too, some adrenal hormones, you know, like it's so important that that liver is not being backed up and it's not being overly stressed. Yeah. Um, because that's what happens is think of it. Every time you eat a food, there is multiple chemical outcomes and Mm -hmm. reactions. Mm -hmm. So are you going to have a food that you eat that has less inflammatory reactions in the liver or, and more healing reactions in the liver? Or are you eating foods that have more inflammatory reactions and less healing reactions? So let's take, I want to use fruit, for instance, when you eat fruit, it has glucose and fructose. A little bit of that fructose is going to create an inflammatory response, but there's way more positive healing responses from that fruit as well. Yeah. It's also important to remember that inflammation is not inherently our enemy. Inflammation is a healthy process that is designed to protect our bodies against damage. Right. Right. And, and low amounts in the right places Mm -hmm. are actually great for us. They help our body do what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So we're not an overabundance of the inflammation where the dysfunction starts, which is, which is why we don't condone fruitarianism. Right. Um, and uh, we want to keep the liver healthy. So just don't overload it. So so basically what I was saying about that is every food has a reaction yes. in that liver. Right. That's how you overburden the liver. Yes. So eat smart foods, mm-hmm. foods that heal, foods yeah. that add. Right. Okay. We're next. actually, uh, speaking of the liver, we're working on a 21-day liver program yes. that we're not ready to release details on we're because not. we've only just started talking about it. I know. But we'll be working on that soon. We'll have a couple sleepless nights and then we'll announce it. Right. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. But uh, that's going to be exciting. So the last the last kind of big category, the other slice of the pie is uh, your stress levels, which yeah. we've talked about, and your adrenals mm-hmm. and your sex hormones. Mm-hmm. And that probably should be a bigger slice of the pie than some of the others because it is so complex and they interact with each other in so many ways. I, uh, I like to draw a picture for clients when we're doing consultations. It's a triangle. You've got your thyroid at the top of that triangle, but you also have your adrenals down at one corner and you've got your sex hormones, ovaries or testicles on the other corner. And they interplay with each other, yeah. which means that if one gets imbalanced, you can almost guarantee that there's another one that's also imbalanced. Yeah. And right in the middle of that triangle is the pituitary because it's telling everything else what to do. Right. So you don't get to just deal with one organ. You have to deal with the whole taco. I always explain it like four legs to a chair because mm-hmm. I throw in the, um, the pancreas in there too. Yeah. That's, that's actually, actually totally relevant. The pancreas so has got to be taken care of as it well. Does. That, that blood, that blood glucose regulation mm-hmm. will like, if you have too high of insulin spikes, mm-hmm. your cortisol goes up yes, and then does. guess what goes down? Sex hormones. Right. right. And when sex right. hormones go down, guess what also goes down? Thyroid. Dang you know, it. so when one goes up, the others have to overcompensate. And mm-hmm. so I like to take it further and say it's a four legged, 
legged chair yeah. with that pituitary in the middle. Yeah. So, so okay. change your visual. So let's, uh, let's real quick talk about, I still like my visual. It's very appealing. Okay. Triangles are <laughs> a beautiful shape. That's fine. You can keep your chair. Fine. I'll just mention pancreas as something near the triangle. Okay. okay. Now let's talk about nutrients that the thyroid needs just basically to help people understand that this is a big deal. It's not yeah. just the one thing you need, but then let's talk a little bit about this guide because there are so many holes in what we've talked about today. There's just, we haven't covered nearly enough and it would take us, it really would take two episodes, but I don't want to. Okay. I want to send people to get the guide Mm -hmm. so that they can start taking care of business. Okay. They don't need to wait any longer. Right. right? Nutrients. Iodine. We talked about it, iodine. but don't rush out and just go to iodine because in a lot of cases you don't really need more iodine. Yeah. Selenium. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So do the selenium, not necessarily iodine. Make sure your iron levels are good. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're vegan vegetarian, you probably need to like double down yep. on how you're getting your iron. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, you need to make sure your body can handle iron Yeah. because there are lots of people who are getting plenty of it but they still have low iron levels when we check their blood. Why? Because their body doesn't know what to do with it. It's low on other factors such as copper, copper, Mm -hmm. vitamin C, whole vitamin C, not ascorbic acid, Yeah. right? It needs all these things in order to do its job properly to to get iron where it needs to be. Zinc, also super important. By the way, you know, zinc is also very helpful for your immune system mm-hmm. and your sex hormones and your sex hormones, but you, you can't do too much zinc because that will deplete your iron levels. Yeah. Oh, it's so complicated. <laughs> so for zinc, you can buy the zinc tincture mm-hmm. and you can test yourself the mm-hmm. taste test. Yep. So you put that a dropper of the tincture in your mouth, you hold it for about 15 seconds and see what you taste. If yep. it's really bitter, you have enough zinc. If you don't, if it just tastes like, like mildly flavored water stuff. Yeah. It's, it's not, you don't have enough zinc. So keep taking zinc. That's right. a really good gauge. Quick side note on zinc. If you are really low on zinc, don't feel like you can just go out and take 200 milligrams a day no. and catch up. You really can only absorb so much at a time. And, and Chris Masterjohn, who is like this PhD in nutrition, brilliant guy, he recommends that when you're trying to catch up, maybe 40 milligrams a day is pretty good. But you have to space it out but though. But you have to space it out. Because you can only absorb like five to seven milligrams every five hours. So the, the study that he referenced, you can get it up to like 11 or 12 milligrams That's if impressive. you're doing a super high dose. Oh. But in the meantime, you're doing a super high dose, which means your yeah. odds of getting nausea go up. Mm-hmm. Um, your odds of creating iron problems yeah. goes up, right? So, so... 10 milligrams at a time, three or four times a day. Okay. Spread out, probably going to be good. If you can do it on an empty stomach, that'll help you absorb better. But if you feel sick, then don't. Then don't. Or you can eat oysters and clams. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yummy. And liver. <laughs> yeah, take the organ complex, guys. Speaking because of, guess what? The oh. organ complex has iodine and it has selenium in and it, it has iron and, and it has, and it has it's a whole food it's and it has nature. the next thing on our list b vitamins. b vitamins basically we need all the b vitamins for our thyroid mm-hmm. so get your liver go get your liver mm-hmm. your organ complex um there's a bunch of essential fatty acids that uh, are required for it so get your good fats in mm-hmm. um and avoid your inflammatory fats i remember when i had graves i took uh epa dha cod liver oil every single day mm. like that was part of it and i took the cruciferous complex too yeah. There was a bunch of stuff. But yeah. why do you go mm, with cod liver? Uh, no, no, no. You're okay with that? You, I was going mm, to the EPA DHA. 
Oh, okay. I don't know. We'll have to have a conversation about that sometime because it's such an interesting topic. We will. There's some contrarians out there who are not in love with the omegas. Okay. Anyway, we'll talk about it. Um, let's see. We talked about essential fatty acids. Oh, I've got riboflavin in there. It's part of the B complex, but it's obviously double important. Mm-hmm. Vitamin C, we talked about whole food vitamin C, not ascorbic acid. Yeah. Vitamins A, D, and E. So there's that cod liver oil for the A and D. And the, the palm oil, unrefined, has A and E in it. So there some good go. sources right there. Magnesium. Um, just like supplement magnesium. Yeah. I don't I don't usually just say go and supplement, but magnesium just there's so it's many a, it's magical. It's one of my favorite minerals. It's it's not very easy or common to overdose on it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of really good benefits to it. We've talked about making sure you have good sources. Don't just go pound a bunch of magnesium citrate, but right. but dang, magnesium can help in a lot of good ways. So we'll put together a thyroid list. So if you go to gutsy.ch forward slash, should we say thyroid dash supplements? Yeah, sure. We can do that. We'll put a list together for okay. you guys of like our favorite magnesium mm-hmm. and all that. And so you can check it out there and you can add to your cart or remove from the cart, whatever yeah. you don't want or need. Okay. But yeah, we'll put our favorite stuff. in. Oh, it. and the last thing on the list, um, amino acids, specifically tyrosine, tyrosine, right? Although yes. whole food vitamin C will kind of cover you there. So, yes. so quick, I'm going to jump on my ascorbic acid soapbox, guys. If you're taking loads of ascorbic acid, it's going to drain your tyrosine, all right? Because ascorbic acid is not a whole vitamin C complex. So when your body's trying to utilize ascorbic acid, it's going to leach your own tissues, your own body from the cofactors. Tyrosine is a cofactor of mm. vitamin C. Yep. So it's going to leach that from you and you don't want to have that leached. No, you do not. So don't take ascorbic acid. That's why I I just don't like it, guys. Sorry. sorry. No, no, really not sorry. Don't do it. I don't care how amazing your vitamin C is. It's liposomal or it's super magic. You can absorb two grams in five minutes. Doesn't doesn't matter. matter. It's ascorbic acid. It's It's going to rob you of really important nutrients, including tyrosine, Mm -hmm. which is going to mess up your thyroid. Yep. So there you go. Your ascorbic acid is messing up your thyroid. I just said it. I went there. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, And if it also says ascorbate, that's still ascorbic acid is just a different word for it. So um, yeah, you want it to say vitamin C from, and you want to see a food listed. That's correct. All right. That's how you know it's real vitamin C. That's correct. Okay. Next. I I know. I think that's that's it. it. We covered all the nutrients. So, so basically by now, you know why the thyroid is important. You know, some of the many, many different ways that things can go wrong with your thyroid. You know a little bit about testing Mm -hmm. to make sure that your thyroid's okay or to find out what's not okay about your thyroid. You know about some of the things you need to take a look at in order to heal your thyroid. Mm -hmm. And you know some specific nutrients that you can focus on to help heal your thyroid. Not bad, not bad for an hour. Um, Go get the guide though, because it's so much more detailed. It's like a little reference Right. You'll be able to just see, oh, here's the different things to look at for all these areas. There you go. So mygutsyhealth.com slash thyroid. And for the supplements, gutsy.ch forward slash thyroid dash supplements. Yep. If you want to see that list that we spoke about. I hope you remember that and you're taking notes because I don't. I I am <laughs> taking notes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Tristan's so. the studious one with the computer and I'm just sitting here 
looking at him <laughs> with no <laughs> notes whatsoever. So you guys, thanks for sharing, for checking in and listening. I hope this was informative. Mm-hmm. If you would like, we would love it if you left a review or like a star rating or whatever. Share this with you. Share it really. More importantly really. than anything else, yeah. star ratings are great. Reviews are great. But what helps us more than anything is when Share you it. tell people about us. If you know someone who has a thyroid, yeah. <laughs> send this to them. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I know we, we've tended to focus a lot on women on this episode because women are like way more likely, I don't know the right. stats, but way more likely to have hypothyroid stuff than men are. That doesn't mean men never get this though. And it goes undiagnosed in men way too often because we just assume, ah, it's a guy. It's probably not thyroid. Right. It's probably testosterone. Well, I was going to say, they always blame the testosterone. Yeah, so they, they give you these <laughs> testosterone pellets in your yeah. bum and then and you feel terrible. Plus you still have thyroid issues. So, so don't ignore this just because you're a guy. If you know a guy who has a thyroid, send this to him. Say, just in case, check this out. (laughs) Exactly. So you guys, thanks for tuning in. We love you. We do. And we will listen. I mean, we will listen to you guys next week. I'm not going to listen to you guys. You're going to listen to us next week. Hopefully time for bed. It is. What time is it? Time for bed. 1130. We're going to bed guys. Good night. Good night.